Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The Lord says you shall have no other gods before me. We break this commandment of having another God before him when we define God as we want him to be instead of by who he is. It's been said that God created man and then man returned the favor. Pastor Greg Laurie says we need to remember God is God and we're not. The idea is not to change God into my image. It's to change me into his image. And we get this turned around. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. The military has specific ranks amongst its service members. Admirals, generals, captains, colonels, sergeants and petty officers. It's a chain of command and there's never any doubt who's in charge in any situation. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps Christian soldiers realise their chain of command. It's basic, essential truth spelled out clearly in the Ten Commandments. Today we're studying these top ten instructions from God. The Ten Commandments. Why were they given? Well, first of all, they give us absolute truth to build our lives on. We can't just say we all make up our own morality as we go. We can't vote on this or reach consensus. We need a higher authority and God has given this to us in what we call the Ten Commandments. But understand, they're not there to make your life harder. They're there to make your life better They're not the bars of a cage keeping you in. They're barriers of protection keeping evil out. And if I live by them, I'll be a happy person and I'll be a fulfilled person. But just a footnote, no one can keep these commandments in their own ability. We'll all break them. There's only one man who has ever walked the earth that has kept all 10 commandments. And that man is me. And I'll be dealing with this next Sunday in my message called Humility and How I Found It. No. (laughs) That man is not me. There is no man or woman that's done it. The only person who has kept all those commandments is Jesus. The rest of us, the commandments show me that I need Jesus. They open my eyes to my shortcomings and my sinfulness. So let's review the first two commandments again. Exodus chapter 20. Here's commandment number one. The Lord says, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Here it is. You shall have no other gods before me. Commandment number two. The Lord says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. Now why does God ask us of us? Here's the answer. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So commandment number one, have no other gods before him. And that brings us to the second commandment. You shall have no graven images. Verse four, or a likeness of anything in heaven above or earth beneath. You think, well, how could this happen? Well, let's talk about when it did happen. Back in the days of Moses and the Israelites. So Moses, 
He was summoned by the Lord up to Mount Sinai to receive the commandments and he left Aaron in charge, his brother, which was a big mistake. So while Moses is gone, the people come to Aaron. And in Exodus 32, we read the people said to Aaron, how long is it gonna take Moses to come back down from the mountain? Then they said to Aaron, come on, make us some gods that can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. They're basically saying to Aaron, you know what, uh, we don't know where Moses is. We need something tangible we can worship right here, right now. So Aaron, instead of discouraging this, says, all right, bring, bring all your bling to me right now. All your rings, your earrings, everything. All your jewelry. And he melted it down and he put it in the shape of a golden calf. Now that makes no sense to us today, golden calf. Well, they worshiped those back in Egypt. They had lots of gods. So sort of brought an Egyptian god and then Aaron boldly announces, this is the god that brought you out of Egypt. And so they stripped off their clothes and they danced before the golden calf. So here comes Moses now, descending from Mount Sinai. Imagine holding the Ten Commandments. And what does he see? He sees the Israelites breaking the first two commandments. Actually, probably more than the first two. But at least the first two. False gods worshiping this thing. He demands an explanation from Aaron. Aaron says, I know this looks bad. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're thinking. We're naked in front of a false god dancing and, uh, but I can explain everything. And then he offers an excuse that should be in the excuse hall of fame. He actually says, I'll tell you what Moses, what happened was the people brought their gold. We threw it into the fire and this gold calf came out. So what else could we do but have an orgy? Um, well, he's lying. That's not what happened at all. And of course, this was a very clear illustration of what happens when we put something in the place of God. And they broke the commandments of God. God has given us these standards for our own good. We can't do a do it ourself version of God. And here's another way that we make another God. It's not just a little object we make in worship. It can be a mental change we make because we're not satisfied with God as He's presented in the Bible. Here's how you will know maybe you have another God before Him. You make statements like, well, my God would never judge a person. And my God would never tell a person they can't live any way that they choose to live. And my God, hold on, your God? Guess what? It doesn't sound like your God is the God of this book. Therefore, it's not a real God, so you just created a false God in your own mind. It actually doesn't exist. And here's my question. Can your God save you in the final day? Because if that fake God or that distorted God is not the true God, then you have no God. And so this is what can happen. And we, we can do this with the Lord Himself. We break this commandment of having another God before Him when we define God as we want Him to be instead of by who He is. Ladies, it would be like saying to your friends, well, you know, you haven't met my husband yet, but he's amazing. He's 6'4". He looks like Jack on This Is Us. And uh, he loves to go antiquing with me. 
reality your husband is 5'2". He wears penny loafers and he works in IT. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's who your husband is. You should love your husband. But the problem that you have, it seems, is that you have to reimagine your husband to love him. And you should accept him as he is. So we come to God and say, well, I don't know. I think my God wouldn't be this way and my God wouldn't say this thing. No, he comes as he is and we need to worship him and not try to change him. The idea is not to change God into my image. It's to change me into his image. And we get this turned around. Here's how you know if you're reimagining God and making a false God. Does your so-called God ever ask anything of you that you find it hard to give? Does your so-called God ever tell you something is wrong? Never. Then you probably have a false God. Because if you're following the God of the Bible, there are times I come to verses and I'll say, ah, oh, that's, that's not an easy one. I have to literally forgive that person? Really? Yes, really. That's what it means to be a Christian. Great to have you with us today with Pastor Greg Laurie and A New Beginning. Pastor Greg is the Senior Pastor of Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And he's basing our study on the Ten Commandments today found in Exodus chapter 20. The message is called Ten, No Other Gods. These commandments are for our own good. Some people will say, well, you know what? I'm not into organized religion. What the heck does that even mean? And a lot of people say it. I'm not into organized religion. So you're into disorganized chaos? What are you into? And here's what they really mean when they say organized religion. I'm not into commandments. I'm not into absolutes. I'm not into right and wrong. I'm into what I want to be into. But imagine if we took that same philosophy and just applied it in life. The airline pilot got into the cockpit and said, you know what, dude, like, I don't like all these dials and stuff. I just imagined he would talk like that. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I need to look at maps. Let's just get in this thing and go, man. Okay, get me out of that plane. You're a lunatic, right? You have to follow the rules of aviation. I heard a story about a, a blonde lady who was flying. Why are you laughing? Is it funny to be a blonde lady? <laughs> so a blonde lady's flying and the pilot keeled over and died. So she calls down to the flight controller, Mayday, Mayday, my pilot is dead. The air traffic controller said, don't worry, I'll talk you through this. Then he said, what is your height and position? She said, I'm 5'4 and I'm in the plane. He said, repeat these words after me. Our Father, who art in heaven. <laughs> All the blonde people are mad at me now. <laughs> How dare you. I was blonde once, by the way, when I had hair. No, he's given us these standards for our own protection. And we can make objects into idols. Take a crucifix. Yeah, I have a crucifix. I carry it around. Okay, nothing wrong with having a crucifix. But if I have a, a crucifix on a table, and when I pray, I, I get down on my knees in front of the crucifix with the candles burning. I say, well, what's going on here? Oh, well, I, these things help me to worship. Well, 
I don't think any true child of God who has Christ living in their life should need objects to help them to worship. You see? Now, that doesn't mean you have to trash your nativity sets and throw out your little angel ornaments from your Christmas tree. It's okay to have these objects of beauty, but you don't need those things to worship the true God because Jesus said God is a spirit and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And we'll make like it's a religious icon. Oh, well this will keep bad things away. It's good luck. I, I keep my crucifix in my pocket along with my rabbit's foot. Poor rabbit. Three-legged rabbit. Like why? Why? Someone call PETA. You know, so. But you don't want to make some object into a good luck charm. Sometimes even with the Bible we'll say, never write in your Bible. That's sacrilegious. No, please write in your Bible. I encourage you to write in your Bible. Now I know the Bible is a powerful symbol. But don't make this book some holy object like I carried around it. It has special magic charms. No, no, it's just a book. You have to read it. More importantly, live by what it says. That's where the power of the Bible is. I like a beat up Bible. In fact, a Bible that's falling apart is usually an indication of a life that isn't. So write in your Bibles. Use your Bibles. And don't make an idol out of your Bible. Don't put anything in the place of God. Because it will give you a false concept of what God is really like. If the image is false and the thought of God is false, it will produce a character that is false. In Psalm 115 verse 6, speaking of idols, it says, They have ears, but they can't hear. They have noses, but they can't smell. Those who make them become like them. Listen, a man or a woman will become like the thing they worship. And if you worship the Lord, you'll become like Him. And isn't that not the objective of the Christian life? The best thing to do is get rid of your idols. And there might be an idol in your life right now. Remember, your God is anyone or anything that takes the place of the true God. It could be a relationship that's pulling you away from Christ. Because you're so concerned about what that person thinks, it's more important than the Lord Himself. For another person it could be an, an object, something you value above all other things. And, and you're more passionate about that than you are the Lord Himself. It could be your money. It could be your body. And whatever you try to fill your heart with, if it's not Jesus, you're going to keep coming up empty. Amen. But God wants you to be happy. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy. Just do it in the right way. And the way to be happy is by knowing the Lord. And then when you know the Lord, He gives you His parameters. He gives you the absolutes to live by. And I don't do these things because I have to. I do these things because I want to. Because I have this exclusive relationship with the Creator of the universe. That's what it's all about. And God has demonstrated this love to us in a tangible way. By sending His Son Jesus what greater sacrifice could a father make than to offer up his own son? And the father did that for you and for me when Jesus went and died on the cross. Why? For your sin. Because every one of us have broken the commandments. Every one of us have sinned against God. 
And the Lord knew there was no other way that we could enter into this relationship together. So He made the ultimate sacrifice and put the judgment that should have come upon you and upon me on His perfect Son, Jesus, who never sinned and Christ died in our place and rose from the dead and now stands at the door of our life and knocks. And He says, if we'll hear His voice and open the door, He'll come in. So right now, Jesus is saying, I want this relationship with you. I want to forgive you of your sin. I want to bring you the happiness you've been seeking in life. And I want you to join me in heaven one day. And what you need to do is say, Lord, I want that to come into my life. In a moment, we're going to pray. And I'm going to extend an invitation for anybody here, wherever you are, if Jesus is not living inside of you, he can come in right here, right now. In a moment we're going to pray and I'll extend this invitation. And if you need Jesus today, please respond. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus to die in our place and then to rise. Now I pray for any person that is here or is watching wherever they are. If they don't know you, if they don't have this relationship with you yet, let them come to you now. Help them to see their need for you, we pray. Amen. It's Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would love to help you to do that right now. I would like to just pray a prayer, and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin, and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you've just made that change, we'd love to help you as you begin to walk with the Lord. We'd love to send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of any charge or obligation if you've made that first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call us on 1-800-005011. Well, next time we'll hear further insight from Pastor Greg as he takes a practical look at the biblical wisdom found in the Ten Commandments. Join us at the same time on Monday right here on A New Beginning. For a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called 10 No Other Gods. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-005011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.